0: Welcome to episode four, District of Champions. I'm your host, Reese Waters. Shout out to my man, Munchie, the barber who keeps me crispy in the morning show. You you know you get a good haircut when you don't want to work out. I use that as an excuse not to run yesterday. It was one of the rare days in the 60s in February, which is some sort of... uh, like astrological anomaly it never happens but i had just got a haircut so uh, apologies to the moons and the stars for making that beautiful day in february happen i cannot work out because i because i'm too crispy and i'm not trying to mess it up before i get to the morning show but he's the one that got me this cut uh that we're using as our intro by in the moment so shout out to in the moment and that dope band as well as my man munchie now i had half of mine to just ignore the Super Bowl on this podcast like the Super Bowl ignored Colin Kaepernick acting like he's not the last guy to take the 49ers to the Super Bowl. but I am doing this entire podcast sitting down. just out of respect for Jay-Z and and his uh bold stance in the anthem. I will be sitting down for the duration of this podcast. Uh, I guess that was his uh, his method of, of protest. Uh, in bringing us the post woke halftime show I call that the post woke halftime show because because you know we're beyond we're beyond all the protesting we need to move beyond that we need to talk about some real issues uh ain't nothing uh controversial about uh rum shaking oh wait there is now we got an issue about was Shakira and and Jennifer Lopez halftime show too spicy for such a mainstream platform and you know who I think started this whole thing Trick daddy Trina, Gloria Estefan, Uncle Luke, all the other Miami artists that didn't get a chance, Gunplay, all the, all, everybody associated with Miami that didn't get a chance to join the stage on halftime is the ones who I think started the yin-yang twins. Are they from Miami? If they're not, they should be. They're as Miami as, as anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. I didn't have a problem with the halftime show personally. I didn't think it was, quote, too sexy, but I've never thought anything was too sexy, so I'm, I'm probably not the demographic that would be thinking that way. Only time I ever thought anything was too sexy is like when they bring in the 50-plus dancers for halftime for the NBA game. That's too sexy for me. I, at that point, I came to watch basketball. So Jay-Z did clarify that he was actually producing. He was not making any sort of stance by sitting during the anthem. And uh, Ray Lewis praying next to... Everybody else in the stadium protesting on one knee thought that was an excellent explanation, thought that made perfect sense. Speaking of Ray Lewis, I don't think I've ever seen a more perfect meme than the one that we threw out today. It was our most DC thing. It was a picture of Lamar Jackson with Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson out here looking like Dark Gable and Ray Lewis in the background. Who wasn't even a part of this picture? He just photobombed the young quarterbacks, and they labeled Lamar Jackson DC. They had Deshaun Watson labeled PG County. A little bit more, a little bit more cleaned up. Then they had Russell Wilson out here looking like he got a hairpiece on as Montgomery County, and then Ray Lewis photobombing in the back was labeled Waldorf. I think that is that. If that isn't the most perfect meme. I have ever seen, you got to find me one that's better than that one. Now, I do want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs on their come-from-behind Super Bowl win. I had money on them in the preseason, so I had some skin in the game. Patrick Mahomes single-handedly defeated the man curse and was named the MVP. But I would be remiss as a Redskins fan if I didn't admit I'm upset because they dispelled another so-called curse of the teams with the Native American names. Their fans get to be just as racially insensitive as as ours out here with the headdresses doing tomahawk chops and war calls and all that yet they get to be good what's up with that we out here cursed all by our lonesome what is it because their logo is an object and ours is a human head i mean that would make sense but i think we all know the real reason for the curse is dan snyder he is the curse in human form somebody flick holy water on his head and if it sizzles that means that i'm right so that means with all the new coaches, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, everybody we got coming in, we also evidently need an exorcist. Burn sage all throughout every inch of FedEx field. Matter of fact, burn the footballs too because clearly our footballs don't work. Burn everything in the medicine cabinet. We need, we need all new everything. We have to do something to follow in Kansas City's footsteps and start winning games. Pray to Jesus, Buddha, Allah, wale genuine at joe boo from major league to our list the deities anybody we can pray to we need to go ahead and do that we need all the help we can get and i don't know if jesus christ can hit a curveball but we know that miracles are his thing and we need 30 years worth as fans at this point i'll be happy if he came back just to do the water to wine thing at least we could drown our sorrows for free you don't even have to be good wine either he could do water to mad dog 2020 or water to metro red i'll be i would be perfectly fine with either one of those I was happy for Andy Reid I was one of those people that you know in the big celebration was was saying I'm, I'm happy to see Andy Reid do it mostly because I owe him a solid as a Redskins fan for all the years he kept the Cowboys and the Giants down when we couldn't get up you know all those Donovan McNabb teams all those Brian Westbrook teams when we couldn't win that was a team that I would root for just to make sure Dallas and New York didn't win. It's kind of like when your boy gets shot down by a girl that you never had a chance with. We didn't, we never had a chance, but you just hope that it don't go good for him because then you got to feel worse about yourself. And Andy Reid allowed us that pleasure to still make fun of Giants fans and Cowboys fans when we were sitting there with four wins. So I will appreciate him forever for that one. Patrick Mahomes becoming... The third black quarterback to win the Super Bowl is funny because there was debate about whether he was the second or the third. Like we just gonna skip Russell Wilson. Like y'all, y'all, y'all really rock with future that hard. You just gonna ignore his blackness? Somebody, and then somebody, shout out to whoever in my comments said that uh, Patrick Mahomes was the first light skinned quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And I had this, hey man, he was the second. He was he was the second light skinned quarterback. Give give Russell Wilson his props. Now, the other cool thing about Patrick Mahomes winning was it gave us another reason to drag out Doug Williams. Any chance we have, we can drag out Doug Williams. We're going to drag out Doug Williams. We became relevant for two reasons. One, because now we alone and cursed him. But secondly, because all of a sudden we got to talk about 1988 again. How does it feel to be a black quarterback? Breaking barriers. I tell you what. That was, it was the best week the Redskins have had since RG3 got injured. The ability to talk about Doug Williams. Man, I remember watching that Super Bowl. I was uh, at my Uncle Tom's house in Lanham, and he actually invited – um, my, now, my Uncle Tom – and by the way, that is, that is his real name. I'm not calling him that because of his stance on geopolitical issues. Like, his name is actually Thomas, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, you know, I, I feel like if my name was Thomas – and I had nephews and nieces. I would just, I would just make up, you know, call me, call me, call me TT, call me Jbo, anything. Just make, just make something up. You just, you, you're not gonna be walking around calling me Uncle Tom. But shout out to my Uncle Tom for having the courage to go forward with that. Now he is as social a person as I've met. So he has friends from anywhere and everywhere. He actually new Broncos fans in the DMV. He's the biggest Redskins fans I know, and he invited these Jokers to watch the Super Bowl with him. Now, I don't know if that's a jerk move or just the ultimate in confidence, but it started quite badly. I don't know if you remember, we we, we got out to a 10-0 deficit. Doug Williams looked like he broke three legs when he bent down backwards, and all I remember was this dude yelling, Elway, all the way, Elway, all the way. And I remember as a kid just wanting to punch this dude in his face so bad, but knowing that in my family, if you hit somebody first, now you got to shoot the fair one. Like, it it don't matter if one of you is a child, now you got to shoot the fair one. And I don't want to shoot the fair one with a 300 pound man. I maybe could have stuck and moved, but I didn't, you know, I hadn't been watching UFC at that point. I didn't really know. You know the fine arts of the jab. I, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with all that, so I didn't want to get pieced up. So I just had to sit there seething the whole time while we're down ten to nothing. You know, I think that's where a lot of my repressed anger comes from. Just wanting to punch this dude in his face and being unable to do so. That's probably why I watch World Star Fight videos in my free time. By the way, shout out to World Star. Just came out with a new fight compilation. I think that's probably why I watch World Star Fight videos. It's all this repressed anger that I have. It's really this guy's fault. But of course, things ended up quite well for us. So shout out to Doug Williams and the 1987 88 Redskins for once again giving us a reason to feel decent about ourselves now. Who shouldn't feel decent? These commercials. Now, some of the commercials were all right. How you gonna have a TurboTax commercial and have Wesley Snipes in a whole nother commercial? Y'all could've came together and made the greatest Super Bowl commercial of all time. You mean to tell me that we wouldn't have been talking about Wesley Snipes coming full circle and collecting the bag from TurboTax? Like that? that's, that's the kind of legacy that you can only hope to leave after a Super Bowl and yet it was left right there on the table. What's up with that, man? Google got a commercial that evidently evidently google doesn't have enough information about us Uh, just knowing where we live what we like who we text all of our photos having access to that isn't enough now they want our emotions as well now that now they want all now they want who we love and how we tell them we love them like that come on you being greedy now with that now speaking of being greedy All you Demi Lovato fans out here talking about that was the greatest anthem of all time. What you're not going to do in Black History Month is take away Whitney's crown. That's what you're not going to do. I understand being prisoners of the moment. That's a bridge too far. Whitney had the greatest anthem of all time. And I do not care what happens in the future. That's how black people are. We make up our mind. And I don't care about any other information. Okay. I don't care if... You brought down the ghost of Whitney Houston to come back and do an anthem and just nail it perfectly, do a duet with the ghost of Michael Jackson and with the ghost of Prince playing the bass line. I don't care if that – I don't care. Whitney Houston had the greatest anthem of all time. You're not going to take her crown. I don't care what it is you're trying to put out there. Oh, Chiefs. By the way, congratulations to everybody who got into the, into the NFL Hall of Fame. However, y'all just going to disrespect Jason Campbell like that? How y'all going to play Clinton Portis? What does Gus Farad have to do to get consideration into the NFL Hall of Fame? That's what I want to know. What do we have to do? I actually went and looked up the, the passing, the all-time career passing statistics for Washington Redskins quarterback, Do you know who leads us in touchdowns? Sammy Ball. Do you know when he last played his last NFL game? 1952. That's right. We're in a passing era right now, and we've been so trash, our all-time leader in touchdown passes last played during segregation. Do you know how bad you have to be and for how long? Jason Campbell has 55 touchdowns for his career. Jason Campbell has an upcoming Pat Mahomes season worth of touchdowns for his career. And this was the man that I watched as a youth. He was supposed to be my role model, only to grow up and see he has 55 career touchdowns. This is almost like when you discovered that Santa Claus wasn't real. It's like when you discovered that the Easter Bunny was really your parents, and that's why you always got change instead of dollar bills, got less than your friends, like your teeth weren't worth as much as theirs were. This is exactly that level of deception and pain to grow up and realize Jason Campbell only got 55 career touchdowns by the looks of things we will not have another NFL Hall of Famer for at least another 50 years the Chiefs went 50 years without winning the Super Bowl we about to go 50 years without having a Hall of Famer the only thing we have to look forward to is laughing at Cowboys and Giants and Eagles when they don't get in now staying on the topic of Redskins I did want to uh, wish Vernon Davis uh, a beautiful retirement he retired as a Redskin, and this is somebody who is originally from right here in D.C., where he played his high school ball. So it was beautiful to see him come back home. Made uh made two Pro Bowls in his 14 seasons. He was the number six pick in the 2006 draft. Spent 10 years with the 49ers uh, as one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, you guys who play fantasy know how dope Vernon Davis was in his prime, and actually. His last touchdown pass was that crazy athletic run hurdle that he had against the Philadelphia Eagles. You remember back when we thought we might not be trashed this season? I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember. I know it feels like a long time ago. There was a time during this season, um, it, was about, it was about 15, 20 minutes, where we thought we might not be trashed and mostly it was due to Vernon Davis and that touchdown pass. So thank you for giving us that joy, and thank you for the joy that you've given fans throughout your career. Bradley Beal is basically having the equivalent of the no good, very bad day, but only for a whole season. My man, he just can't catch a break. He didn't make the all-star team. Now he passes John Wall for third on the all-time scoring list, and this is supposed to be a happy and a celebratory time, only it it, it occurs, A, when he's missing the all-star team, B, after he's beefed with the fans, Uh, after he signed that extension and he's griping immediately afterwards and see after all of a sudden we have this John Wall goodwill because it looks like he might be on the precipice of coming back. If there was a worse time for him to pass John Wall, I don't know what it is. And then you have him falling and injuring Kyrie Irving's leg, which wasn't his fault at all. It was just him playing hard. But it comes at a time when we're all wishing Kyrie well. I mean, Bradley Beal cannot catch a break, but I do want to congratulate him for being third on the all-time Wizards scoring list. Now, I would look up the Wizards statistics, but I can save that for another podcast. What I can tell you is it's the equivalent of Jason Campbell having 55 career touchdowns. By the way, he's in the top 10. 55 touchdowns will get you in the top 10. 60 touchdowns will get you in the top seven. Hail to those Redskins. The Oscars is coming out this week. I personally... If you're like me, you just root for the movies that you've seen. You have you make no attempt to try and be uh, objective about this. You're like, oh, I've seen that movie. That means it must be the best movie. Uh, I will say this. Leonardo DiCaprio was dope in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Unbelievable in that movie. Adam Driver was good in Marriage Story, I'm told. I didn't watch Marriage Story. My girlfriend wanted to see it. But personally, uh, I don't like subjecting her to couples that don't make it. Uh, so that she can't see the signs. You know, why Why show her the signs in advance? Uh, I just like to surprise her uh, with those things when they start to fall apart. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker was unbelievable. I love Joker. I'll be rooting for that. You know why? Because I watched it. Brad Pitt, happy to see him get all the love right now. The movie I'm rooting against is The Irishman. And it's not that I didn't like The Irishman. It's that I don't want to watch The Irishman. If Irishman wins, then that means that I have to watch it just to know what all the fuzz was about. If it loses, I don't have to watch it. Now you save me three hours. Now I'm on my deathbed, not wishing I had that three hours back. Can you imagine being on your deathbed and you watch the Irishman being like, you know what I could have did with those three hours? I could have told all my loved ones how much I love them. I could have finished the great American novel. I might have could, if I got a, a couple extra uh, jumpers in, I could have made the lead. But no, I decided to watch the Irishman. I don't want that to be me. I'm trying to be the best that I could possibly be. Which brings me to the fan <laughs> of the week. And honorable mention to uh, the woman who tried to get onto the field for the Super Bowl and got tackled. I got a question for people who run onto the field. Um, What's your end game? I mean, I've seen soccer matches where you run out there and you try and score on the goalie. That's cool. Um. But specifically for a football game, like what I mean, you trying to catch a pass? Like you trying to run routes? Like what exactly are you are you trying to do? By the way, this doesn't count for anybody who's naked. Uh, if you run out and you are naked. That is his own reward. That's his own end game. You know, assuming that that's something that we want to see. Some of y'all are coming out, and it's not something that we want to see. And even then, I understand your end game because you want somebody to see it because nobody's seen it in a long time. So if you if you naked, this don't apply to you. But if you run out there with clothes, like what, like what what you doing? Like what 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 really? And and I gotta imagine at some point, part of the challenge is to see if you can do it. I wonder if I can get onto the field. And run out here for the Super Bowl. And then you get out there and your brain goes, okay, so how are we going to land this plane? Are we going to run into the tunnel like Bo Jackson? Like, are we just going to try and blend in on the sidelines? Like, I mean, the only woman out there is Katie Sowers right now. And we all know what she looks like. So good luck with that one. My fan of the week is the Super Bowl fan who fell asleep during the game and got caught on camera. In the first quarter, bruh, how you falling asleep in the first quarter of the Super Bowl? How long you been drinking? Only to find out this fan is uh, actually a CEO named Declan Kelly. He actually served as a U.S. economic envoy to Northern Ireland in the Clinton administration. And evidently now has fallen on such hard times, he cannot make it to the first commercial break during the Super Bowl. If this doesn't show you just how corporate the Super Bowl has become, I don't know what else will. You have Chiefs fans that are trying to get into the game to see their team win the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years you have 49ers fans trying to make a memory that doesn't involve Colin Kaepernick they failed in that regard by the way and you got CEO Declan Kelly falling asleep in the first quarter look if this would have been us can you imagine how quickly we would have got drug tested it's no way we would have made it back to work on Monday if we would have fallen asleep in the first quarter of the Super Bowl that would have been our next hashtag but no CEO Declan Kelly made it out okay naturally because that's how these things work we can look forward to next season Uh, the Chiefs have the best odds the same odds as they had going into this year uh, of six to one to win the Super Bowl if you bet on the Redskins it's a vacant house to one they give you a vacant house somewhere in the confines of the city uh, if you go ahead and put down Just $1. So that's something that I'll be looking into. Of course, I have to wait until we actually get gambling. I don't know what the holdup is. I'm going to blame Jack Evans. Because I know as long as they've been dealing with Jack Evans, they haven't had time to get my gambling thing together. I'm tired of driving up to West Virginia, having to inhale cigar smoke, cigarette smoke, and cheese curds just to put down a basic wager. Can we fix that, DC? Can we get Jack Evans up out the paint so that I can get my gamble on? Speaking of speaking of uh, gambling, uh, if you have a, a couple extra dollars, make sure you go ahead and contribute to the GoGo Museum. It's a long time coming, and that is some D.C. history that we desperately, desperately need to preserve. And personally, I am proud that this is something that we're working on in the year 2020. This seems about the perfect time to play that track by In The Moment. Shout out to you guys for once again being a part of the podcast. And shout out to you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe and rate on iTunes. So if you're listening on Podbean, go ahead and subscribe there as well. I'm Reese Waters. I'm out, Joe.